Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. American Giant makes great clothing, sweatshirts, jeans, and more right here in the U.S. Visit American-Giant.com and get 20% off your first order with code STAPLE20. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com, code STAPLE20. Well, it's all done. The Houston Astros clobber the White Sox 10 to 1. Wow. Welcome into the House of L podcast. I am Lawrence Holmes. Thanks so much for hanging out here with me on the podcast as we talk about the Astros making their fifth straight league championship series and the White Sox going home for the offseason. There is plenty for us to discuss. I threw it out for people on Twitter. If you want to follow me on Twitter, at Lawrence W. Holmes is where you can find me on Instagram and on Twitter and ask people what their thoughts were on this, what their thoughts were on the way that the White Sox played in the series, the way that they reacted inside the series, and I'm looking forward to getting to what you have to say. It is definitely on my agenda for today. So let me start off by saying that House of L podcast is brought to you by my man, David Hochberg, who does a great job of taking care of this podcast. If you are thinking about buying a home or refinancing a one, this is the guy that you need to talk with, okay? 56david.com is where you can find him. 855-56-DAVID if you want to give him a call. I trust him. I really, truly do. And you should trust him as well if you're out here trying to buy a home. He takes good care of you. Like, really, really does. And his team of people are excellent. They want to get you into your home, your new home, as quickly as possible. They got mine done so fast, and it was great. It was really, really great. So 855-56-DAVID is the way that you can contact them or go to 56david.com, Homeside Financials, an equal housing lender, NMLS number 1124061. I'm going to try to focus on just this series. I'm going to try. I'm gonna, don't hold me to that. I'm probably going to drift into talking about the White Sox offseason and stuff like that. But I know that there's plenty of time for that to happen. But I, I'm disappointed, like, straight up and down. Like, I'm not going to lie to you. Like, I'm disappointed in the way that the White Sox played in this series. That's It's just the truth. Like, it's what makes me so mad is 
in this series, the things that you worried about the entire year kind of showed up in this postseason with everyone telling me that, oh, it doesn't matter. When the postseason gets here, none of that stuff matters. You had three games where you scored less than five runs. You, you, you scored six combined runs in games one, two, and four. You're not going to win series like that. They are still super home run dependent, and that's cool. And hitting the long ball is great. And when they do, they win. But they're not able to do anything other than that to win games. It's upsetting. Like, it's straight up upsetting. And for the most part, I haven't been emotional about games throughout the season because you knew what what was going to happen. Like, you knew that they were going to win this division. And let me say this, before I get to some of your thoughts, and, and, and I know there will probably be some of this inside of what people want to say about the White Sox, I don't want to hear about, well, we're going to dominate this division for a long time. Get the f*** out of here with that stuff. People think that all the time about their team, especially in baseball, and it can turn on you quick. Do you know what the Red Sox were picked to do? in the American League East this year, they were picked to finish fourth. Fourth, by the way, fourth place in that division, I think is still 91 wins. But they were picked to win, to to finish fourth. And they ended up right here in the American League Championship Series. I know that people think that the American League Central is going to be trash going forward because of what happened in 2021. Detroit's getting better, and they have a manager that's that made them better than they actually were. Cleveland will presumably be healthy next year, and it looks like Tito is going to come back and manage them. The other two teams, I don't know, but I know that Cleveland's going to be a competitive team next year. They're not gonna. They're not gonna hand you the division the way that they did it this year. Where they were like, ah, we're too injured. We we just gotta. We'll get out of the way. We'll 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 let you guys have it. You can go ahead and win the division. That that is not happening now. So be careful with that. Think about how many Cubs fans were sitting there going, "We're gonna we're gonna it's gonna be a a whole slew of championships for us," just because you have. The talent doesn't mean that you always get there. I'm still trying to figure out what the White Sox rotation looks like next year. Because you're going to ideally put two guys in it that have no track record of starting in the majors. Michael Kopech and Garrett Crochet. You have no idea what those guys are going to do. So, yeah, you had this series right here where they didn't play well. For three and a half games, they didn't play well. Like, think of it that way. We all know that they clubbed up on Houston in game three, but for a big portion of that game, they did not play well. And then the bats turned around and the bullpen turned around and they were to go. That's the other thing. Starting pitching in this series for the White Sox was horrific. It didn't matter who you sent out there. 
It didn't matter in what combination you sent them out there. I guess it, they should have just started Carlos Rodon in game one and said, screw it, and see where things were at. I knew that Rodon was going to go out there and throw hard that first inning. I just knew it. I told Dan and Layla, I was like, I bet, I bet that we see his best stuff. I bet we see, and then what happened? And then you saw a guy that was grabbing for it and couldn't find it and then lost command along with losing velocity, and you saw the Astros take advantage of it, and you saw Tony La Russa not have Kopech ready. He should have been ready for the Correa at bat, and he wasn't. That's part of the mismanagement that Tony La Russa did inside of this series. He wasn't the main reason why the White Sox lost, but he was a contributor He wasn't a bystander. He was definitely a contributor on why they lost. Some people were saying to me, well, this isn't any better than Ricky. No, it was better than Ricky. He did a better job managing this team than Ricky did. But for those of you that want to argue that the second half of this season, the White Sox took their foot off the gas, I agree with you. Some of it made sense to me. Like you were trying to rest guys. You were trying to make sure that – that guys were going to be healthy enough to play in October. And some of it was the stuff that we still saw in the playoffs. You going up against good teams and not being good against good teams. This team was below 500 against teams who were 500 or better. This team was below 500 on the road, and you saw how they played on the road in Houston. Not good. So, yeah, there's some quibbles that I have with Tony La Russa overall in, in this series, but I, I can't put it all at his feet when the starting pitchers don't do their job. Where, where he messes up, though, is he didn't have bullpens prepared. He didn't. There were multiple games in this series where he either didn't pick the right guy or didn't have a guy ready to go on the batter that he wants to take the pitcher out for. And then on top of that, his choices and the way that he seemed to be managing for games that he wasn't playing was annoying. They seemed to be managing games one and two like they were managing game four. You got to get there first, fam. And it I don't know if this was a, an issue of the way that the playoff roster was constructed or if this was the way that he managed it. I didn't like hearing the stuff about Kimbrough. I thought that was by him to talk about, well, he's an eighth-inning guy at heart. Yo, man, I got a lot of beef with Rick Hahn on a lot of different, different levels this season. But if you, I can't believe that Rick would go to you and be like, or, or wouldn't tell you that they're bringing in Kimbrough. You're supposed to be the Hall of Fame manager. You're supposed to be able to literally manage that situation. And that means either telling Craig, look, man, you're you're our eighth-inning guy. I need you to be our eighth-inning guy. Or telling Liam that he's the eighth-inning guy and letting Kimbrell be the ninth-inning guy. You're the manager. You have a choice. You can say what it is that you want. And I can't believe that Rick would hang you out to dry and not tell you that they were doing this. And if he didn't want them, 
because he thought he was a ninth inning guy and the White Sox already had a ninth inning guy, then he should have said something. And he should have said something after the trade deadline too. But that that excuse making that was made for Kimbrell, I, I thought was uh, out of pocket. It was really out of pocket. And I thought that for a GM who's been caping for this dude, who uncharacteristically has been caping for this dude, Tony threw him under the bus on that. I thought the move itself was a solid move. It looked like the White Sox were setting themselves up to be dominant in the bullpen. And the bullpen in this series, for the most part, did the job. But you can't ask them to cover that many innings in a series. It's ridiculous. Lance Lynn got, got hit. Lucas got hit. Cease went to the zoo in game three. Those three guys, what do they have in common? Oh, you can add, add, add Rodon into this too. They all walked people. Rodon walked three batters in this game. Hit a guy. Like, I mean, it's, and when it happened, I was on the air. And there's a lot of key-keying and laughing about Altuve getting hit. And my whole thing is, hey, man, don't put runners on base. And then what happens? That run comes around to score. Like, all of it is extremely frustrating. Extremely. Like, oh. There wasn't a lot of good in this series. Larry Garcia had his moment. I thought that was awesome. Gavin Sheets, I think, is a player player. Like, I think that that guy can play for real, for real. And I'm looking forward to seeing more from him. But I hate the idea of, well, the White Sox are early. They're a year early. You don't get a lot of bites at the apple. And we saw this year how, how tenuous it can be with guys getting hurt or guys being ineffective. So don't count like, oh, well, the White Sox are just going to, they probably will open up as the American League Central favorite. My guess, they'll open up as the favorite. But that doesn't mean that they're, that, that they're going to, that the rest of the division is just going to allow them to win it. They're going to have to slog their way back here again. They're going to have to go through another 162 games again just to get back here. And in two seasons, you haven't won a playoff series. You've made the playoffs, and I'm sure that the White Sox are going to spend their time this offseason telling you that winning the division is incremental growth. Like, this is a stair step of your way up to a, a World Series title. You got all the things that you wanted back. You got Aloy back who didn't really hit in this series. You got Robert back, who ends up hurting himself again at the end of the series. You got Grandall back. You got all your dudes back. And you still ended up in this place where you won one game and didn't win a series. Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. 
Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress instead of perfection. You don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M. Com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for a hundred healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. Okay. Let me take a look at some of the things that you had to say. As I said before, at Lawrence W. Holmes is where you can find me on Twitter. These are some of your responses. Luke says, do the Sox have a hole at manager that they need to address, whether it's to replace TLR or force him to be like 2021 Dusty and embrace the modern ways of managing? Anything that I say, people are going to think that I'm biased in this one. Um, I think that Tony had was really bad in April and May. I think that he cost the White Sox games in April and May. I think once we got to June, he had a real sense of the team and did a pretty good job of managing the rest of the regular season. I thought that his management of Kopech in particular was pretty great in the regular season. In the postseason, I don't think he managed him well at all. I think there are people at least as qualified going forward. Not obviously his resume, because the only other person that has his resume is Connie Mack. You know, so, but going forward, there are, there are candidates here. You, I heard AJ on the air, and I thought that he sounded really smart. Ozzy's here. Like, there's a ton of people that can, that, there are tons of people that could have managed the White Sox to winning this year's American League Central. What you bring in Tony La Russa in for is to finish the job. And he didn't. And there were holes in his managing that were glaring. I appreciate you shooting me the tweet. Jack says, does any of this excitement pique Jerry's interest? Is he willing to spend a bit more to give it a bigger push the following year? I hope so. I mean, if you were desperate enough to go get Tony La Russa out of retirement, then you should be desperate enough to spend money and try to make this team good. Pharaoh says, scared money don't make none. Go spend the bread and level up this roster. And then he offers Strowman, Yachty, Molina. I don't think Molina's coming here. And Rosario. They do need a backup catcher, like a veteran catcher who can catch the ball. That's all. He doesn't, he doesn't have to be like Yasmani Grandal's bat. But look at what look at the value of Maldonado, who can't hit at all. Look at his value behind the plate. That's all you need behind Grandal. To me, Grandal would should be this team's DH. 
and that should be that. Like, next year, he should be the DH. Maybe he catches once or twice a week. And, but go get someone who can catch. This is from Zach, who says, we are not close to competing with the big boys. Lost to good teams all year. Astros were better in every way. Have to upgrade and improve across the board to actually compete for a pennant in a World Series. Yes. The White Sox are not on their level as far as offensive approach. They are not on their level as far as defense. They are not on their level as far of using the numbers to help create strategy. I agree with you. Alex says, at least they got one. Unfortunately, I think this came down to the same issues they had last year, starting pitching depth, not holding up, and streaky offense. Correct. But the one, like to me, I really hope that the White Sox don't try to act like they did something because they won a game. You didn't do nothing. It was cool and exciting in the moment, and then as soon as the game was over, we all felt that dread. Because you were hell-bent on starting Carlos Rodon for whatever reason. And no one still can't tell me what the hell is wrong with Rodon. And it's, pro- it's been the thing that's bothered me the most about this postseason. What's wrong with him? Now, I would imagine the White Sox are going to let him test free agency. Maybe in the offseason we'll find out what, what's actually wrong with his arm. And not, he just needs more rest. You ain't got time for that. Dan says, if you go back and look at the games that they played against other division leaders, what stands out to you the most? For me, it's the difference in all-around crispness to the White Sox. It's the little things. It's taking the extra base. Look at what the Astros did in this game. Stealing bases because guys aren't paying attention. Taking extra bases because they know that Grandall can't can't field. It's being more heads up, whether on the bases or defensively. Those are things, if there's one thing that does make me mad about LaRusa, those are supposed to be things that he's improving your team with, and your team didn't improve in those areas. That's a failing. That's a failing organizationally. D says, if Reinsdorf isn't willing to spin to bolster this team, why should we continue? Why should he continue to own them? Because he owns the team. He owns the team. He clearly is doing what he wants. That's why Tony is the manager. Glenn says, pulling Luis Robert in the sixth inning was like waving the white flag. You're right. But now we know that he was hurt, and I feel bad for because that ball that fell in front of him, I'm like, man, Luis makes that catch all the time. And he couldn't come close. Simon says, oh, that's good. Dun, 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 dun. What's missing from this offense to give them sparks on days like this? Good at bats. Good approaches. That's what's missing. Eric says, TLR experiment is over. Get someone else in here. Starting pitching completely fell apart and didn't have a solid plan of attack against the Astros hitters. Fastballs aren't it. Geo should have started game one over Lynn. Walks kill. I, 
I don't know. You, you could have pulled the stars out of a hat, and if they were going to have this type of approach, it, it wouldn't have mattered. It wouldn't have mattered. Todd says, defense needs a lot of work in general, and more specifically, the lack of infield shifts. Yes, yes, a million times yes. It's not even just shifting to shift. It's looking at Altuve's profile on ground balls, which you're trying to induce with him, and knowing that he goes back up the middle and not playing your defense as such. I'll do a couple more. Won one damn game and talked all that crap after last game. Well, I don't know if they were. Well, Tapera was talking crap, but I endorse him talking that crap. Dave says the whole Kimbrel thing has been a freaking confusing from the very start. I agree with you. And what I wonder is if the Cubs have a better infrastructure for him to succeed than what the White Sox have. I expect that the White Sox will continue to build that out. I think Ethan Katz is really good at his job. All right, one more. Kyle Wynn says, ground balls. We only crush to the ground at someone and they hit everything in the hole. Yes, our, our ground ball percentage for the White Sox was really, really terrible all year long. And those are things that have to change as far as approach, swing playing, like all of that stuff. It sucks, man. It really sucks. It really sucks that, for the most part, White Sox fans felt something like this was coming. And for a big portion of it, we're shouted down. We're shouted down. No, no, no. Everything will turn over once the postseason is here. That's nonsense. AJ had it right. He had it right. On the broadcast, when he was like, this is the way you play during the regular season. It's not just going to, you're not going to be able to just flip a switch and turn it around. Look, I got stuff that I got to do. I know that we will be talking on the air over the next few days about all of this stuff. I just know I had to work some stuff out, and usually the podcast is a way for me to do that. I appreciate you listening. Thank you so much for your support of this podcast and everything else that's on House of L. We had a great September. I'm looking forward to us having a great October. The White Sox season is over. Maybe I'll do another pod when I can calm down and start thinking about how they go about making this team better. But, yes, that was frustrating as hell. Whatever time you're listening, I hope that your day turns out great. I hope the sun comes back out soon. That would be nice. I'll talk to you next time. Peace. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.